Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming to you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, we have a really great episode. We have Tony Paschetti and Matt Ferrara from the podcast, What Do We Miss? What Do We Miss is exploring our pop culture blind spots, which is such a great concept. Uh, if you like this show and you like pop culture, you will like this podcast. And you like this episode. Uh, Matt and Tony, really, you know, we had met once briefly at the What's Your Writers Club, there was a they threw a listening party, and we were both podcasters who got to present our podcast, which was one of the coolest things I've ever done. I got to chat with them for about a couple of seconds that night. We've been following each other online, and just um, took a matter of time when we finally set it up and we all got to record. I'm looking forward to I'm going to be able to do be a guest on What Do We Miss in the near future. Keep your eyes on that. But this is a really fun episode. I really felt like a kinship of people who like a lot of the same stuff and similar reference points and just we had a lot of fun. This is a really fun episode to record. I think you could really fear, hear it in the episode. Um, on the way to do this episode that day, I was so like I was sick. I had set up three interviews for this night. I had to cancel one. Sorry, Nate and Julia. And then I ended up, but I was like sick and didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but I was like, ah, power through. And Tony and Matt just really just, my adrenaline was flying. They just really showed up and they brought their game and so much fun. Um, you know, this, I think you're going to hear this episode and you're going to get it. You're like, all right, yep, this is, uh, as the kids would say, on brand. So, you know, you could follow uh, What Did We Miss, the podcast on at What Did We Miss on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All that good stuff. Besides being podcast hosts, they both have their own talents as well. Matt is a photographer. You can, uh, Matt Ferrara Photography. The website is sugarysweetmachines.com. We'll put everything in the show notes. And also a great musician. I've been obsessed with his uh, project, I guess you'd call it, called Props, which you can find on fatmarera.bandcamp, which is uh, the song... I am, I was, I've had on repeat since they sent it over to me. And then Tony is a wonderful improviser, and you can see him performing at the Wage House in Pawtucket. He'll be there March 6th, 13th, and 27th. A uh, little housekeeping. I got a huge shout-out to our producer, Brebert, who has just been working her ass off and has been so amazing and so wonderful. Our giveaway with Val Salili's our past guests went really well. We're going to have some merch coming up, uh, ways to win, ways to buy, website, some other stuff. Uh, shout out to our new social media manager, Christopher Ball, and our my good buddy, Max Baines, who's helping with some of the, uh, on the PR marketing front as well. Slowly building my Avengers team. Got a lot of, got a lot of cool stuff lined up in the future. I can't wait to share with everyone. In the meantime, you can uh, follow us along on all the things at, at Let's Chat Podcast. You can make a donation on PayPal at Let's Chat Podcast. Uh, keep an eye on the feed. We'll have another episode in about uh, next in a couple weeks with Carl Bird from Codex Prime. gamers too uh, a lot of it's playing catch up for me i didn't have a super nintendo i uh, sega i made it yeah i made the call same. i was a genesis household same um, well my parents made it for me oh yeah but you know because that's what they bought us <laughs> yeah uh yeah i know so so matt here uh has recently started super metroid for i'm guessing the first oh, time nice sort of 
Yeah. Uh, I think I never owned it, but my friend did. I'm a big, all my video game knowledge was playing a friend's house. I would say yeah. a lot of that. It was like one of those, I had a friend that every Christmas I would get a game and he would get six. And Yeah. yeah, yeah. We all made those reds. So then I would head over to his place <laughs> sure. and play whatever I didn't get. Right. So I'm pretty sure I played some of it at his place or watched him play it. So I never really played it on my own. But I really wanted to play it because last year I got really big into Hollow Knight. Have you heard of Hollow Knight? No, but I've... it's pretty terrific. That sounds cool. But it's essentially what they call Metrova- Metrovania, Metroidvania, Metroidvania, which is a style you know between Castlevania and Metroid. Mm-hmm. That style of game. Yeah. It's like a newer game, and it's a lot of fun. And I really loved it. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think I've ever played Super Metroid all the way through. So. I went back and I found there's like this peak with retro gaming where like there's a year and it's later than you think where like the games look like shit, but like Super Nintendo looks fine to me because I, I just got a PS4. I mean like recently, and I bought um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which I had loved, but like it's that level of graphics and they don't hold up, which is not even that long ago. Yeah, yeah, the Super Nintendo era they really um, that's sort of like the golden age of mm. of that two D sprite. Graphics and then. Uh, Do you think it's because it was supposed to look like a cartoon in like that era of like GTA, like the CGI was trying to be more realistic than it was? Yeah, I, I think it was a combination of they they fully understood the the limits that they could push the, the mm. technology to, and then by the time you get to the first PlayStation, and even PlayStation Two was a little more refined, but yeah. PlayStation One N sixty four era, everything's really like really clunky and blocky and really muddy looking. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that said, the 2D games on that platform, like uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is on PlayStation, and it's still a traditional 2D side-scroller, is gorgeous. It is um, funny how that it just it's like the CGI. Or with, you see that in movies and stuff with everything. Like, I was watching Toy Story 4 for the 100th time, and I'm like, and then my daughter isn't, like, obsessed with getting to Toy Story, which is awesome for me. But, like, even watching the first Toy Story, which still looks great, but, like, I did I guess I didn't. Know. I remember seeing that when it came out, being like, "We did it. We'll never look anything better than this." Oh yeah, I mean, and now, wow. Same. I mean, I remember uh, anytime you'd get, uh, you know, Electronic Gaming Monthly would come in the mail, and you're like, "Graphics are never gonna get better." <laughs> <laughs> I remember having this thought at my next door neighbor's house. We were talking about put my neighbors always had the good stuff playing Madden or no, it was a hockey game for Sega Genesis, and there's this cut screen where the announcer came on, and I was like, "Oh my god, it looks like we're watching television right now." Yeah. And now it's just like I've watched pieces of the new Lion King movie, which visually stimulating, but, you know, garbage. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm saying I'm like I remember my mom walking in on me playing like NBA Jam and she's like, are you watching a basketball game? And I'm like, the man's shoes are on fire. No, of course not. She's like, he can't buy a bucket. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you guys on because um. But I really like your show, uh, What Did We Miss? And I think it's such a cool concept because I have so many pop culture gaps. So what did? how did this come about for the two of you? Well, it was Tony. He, he, he really just texted me. And he was just like, hey, I have this idea for a podcast. Would you want to do it? And I responded was like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. And it was, it was that simple. But you didn't pod fade. Have you ever heard that? I love that. I just heard this term What's recently. What's pod fade? You release a podcast, you get real into it, you do like two or three episodes, and then you just stop releasing, but you don't get rid of your feed, so sure. they just live there forever. Well, I, what we did is we kind of, we recorded like a good five or six before we released any of That's them. That's smart. Uh, and even now, we're, we try to be like at least four or so ahead to make sure that we're kind of always on top of it. 
And we don't do it weekly. We do it every other week. Um, That's smart. You know, deliberately knowing that, um, you know, certain times of year uh, are more difficult than others. Uh, Matt's a photographer. So during the summertime, I mean, you're, you're slammed doing uh, weddings. Um, so uh, spreading it out over two episodes a month and trying to be like a month ahead of ourselves with recording was um, always kind of in the, the concept from the beginning. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the idea really came from we would get together for coffee and have these conversations and, um, you know, just find ourselves sitting there for hours talking about movies and books and video games and stuff. Uh, and very often, especially when we're talking about movies, um, Matt would rattle off a bunch of stuff that uh, I either hadn't heard of or felt bad about not having seen yet. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of those. But yeah, so that was really the idea. It was... Um, now that we have such easy access to almost everything, um, you know, there aren't as many excuses or obstacles in the way. So, um, you know, uh, pop culture is, you know, the, the currency of most conversations these days. So we thought uh, let's turn over some rocks and get to the stuff that we uh, are aware of from various conversations and wiki wormholes and whatnot. What have you found that you thought you would like and then you're like, oh, this sucks? I don't know if that's happened. Yeah, we've been kind of fortunate in that we've, if nothing else, walked away appreciating everything. I think the most challenging one so far was we did an episode on fish. And that was one I was going to bring up because I hate that band. But then <laughs> I listened to some, some of your episode, that episode and I was like, I don't even know if I know their music. It's just I hate the culture of people around them. Not hate, but it, it's not my thing. Nothing against people. Yeah. No, but I mean, but that was a big part of it too, is having these preconceived notions about things. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we ended up even going to see Fish Alive in November just because we're like, well, you know, they're coming to town and so much of the feedback we got was you can't just listen to them. You need to see <laughs> them. And we did. We're fun. still not convinced, but we had a good time. We had a good time. You yeah. liked it? Yeah. And I have a, I have a, a good friend who's a, a pretty big who's pretty big into fish. He was he was the guy that was on the episode. Oh, okay, yeah. His name is Chris. The Weezer dude? Yeah. 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 Um his his podcast is pretty cool. Um but he has a new podcast uh called um Blue Album Battle where he's comp- like Oh, I the, saw that. They're taking the Blue Album by the Weezer and they're putting it up against other 90s albums. So it, it's That's a I won't get into it. It's fun. Um but anyway, he's really into fish. So I actually if if they tour again, uh, I wouldn't mind going to to see them again with my friend because I think that would be uh, a different experience. Yeah, to no. see it through his yeah. eyes because he was he's really good at not being precious about it and saying like oh, I love this thing, therefore you should love it. He's he's yeah. very good at removing himself from the thing and saying like being critical of it. Sure, and and accepting our criticisms of it. So. Uh, I wouldn't mind going to see him again with him. I'll stay home. Yeah, <laughs> I because I because I, <laughs> music music is very tough. Where like especially music, a band or a concert. Like if you don't know the music, it's real hit or miss. Because if you if you go to a concert and you don't like it, that is immediately the worst experience of your entire life. Yeah, especially heavier music that I, I kind of grew up in, like the Connecticut like hardcore scene, like seeing bands and like despising it and be like and just especially i don't know if you have metal like i like a lot, some metal like a fair amount of heavier metal bands here and there but like if i don't like them and you have to see them just hearing that machine gun drumming when you don't like it like talk to like a security guard or someone who works at a venue after a while and it's just like 
They're yeah, so over You it. see them up front and they have like the massive airplugs yep. just stuffed in and they just look so Miserable. apathetic and like, they're just like, whatever. Like this is the best night of your life, but I've got to do this again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... Um, I loved your Veronica Mars episode. I have to say that was Thank the one you. that really stuck with me. And I'm a huge marshmallow. I don't. Did you guys stick with Veronica after that? Well, I had seen all of it. Did you do the Hulu season? Yeah, I have done the Hulu Thoughts? season. Or, well, uh, Tony spoil. hasn't seen the whole Hulu season. Yeah, so I'm still I, catching I don't up. Don't want to so. spoil. Okay, we don't spoil for you. I will say that I like the season as the whole. I think maybe while the ending doesn't work for me, I'm mm. looking forward to if they do more. If they do more, I and I they think do. they will because Hulu said no. Hulu said no. Yeah, they're not I, doing a five. At I least Hulu's not. Yeah. I'm a... I know that the two of them, Rob Thomas, the creator, and um, Kristen Bell have said that, like, oh, we can revisit her when Forever. she's in her 50s or whatever. Yeah. Because what makes the character compelling is... She's so fucking broken. Yeah, well, it's part of it, but that's, you know, part of the noir trappings oh, of the it. series. Yeah. And that's what makes her so great, because she's... You root for her even when she's kind of making bad choices. Yeah. Um, but she's so but clever and smart. And, and you understand her choices, too. Yeah, exactly. Like the trauma and stuff. And yeah. That's a fun show to watch to be like, oh, there's Tessa Thompson and there's all these like super famous people. Yeah, totally. Like, or, or famous of the day. There's like, oh, there's Sean Hunter and the guy from Free- uh, Sam Levine from Freaks and Geeks. Or fucking Paris Hilton. Yes. Was in it and it had like that really small part. And then like cut to five episodes later and they're kind of making jokes about Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. the real person in the dialogue. It was It's weird. so great. I recommend iZombie if you haven't done the. the I watched the, iZombie. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like I. I never. I didn't finish the last season. I loved it. But yeah. I, I'm not. I'm kind of prone to hyperbole, so I don't know <laughs> if I trust my opinion. Sometimes. I, I thought it was good. I wish it. Um, I wish it. I don't want to say it needed to reinvent itself, but it. I think it did kind of spin its wheels a bit. But I, again, yeah. I didn't see the last season. I hear the last season kind of changes things a bit. Yeah, it, it, they wanted to do more episodes, um, but they only got X amount. I think they did a good job. It ended up very optimistic, which... I, I read the series that oh, it was yeah, based yeah. on, which is uh, has yeah. one of my favorite comic book artists, uh, Mike Allred. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the series is drastically different yeah, I've from heard the that. TV show. I've got to, I but interviewed um, um, the actor played Ravi on here. Oh, which is wow. probably one of the highlight, and I've got to became like friendly with one of the iZombie writers who came oh, on a cool. couple times. Um, I think he's he's on doing Cobra Cry, which I haven't watched. Again, that's another. I've never even seen Karate Kid, so I felt real bad. That's like another big pop culture miss for me. Wow, I think I I <laughs> I remember uh, in high school Spanish we watched Karate Kid. What? Why? I, because it had a, a we dub? watched no with Spanish subtitles. She thought we would actually like. Read the- train like have the discipline to like pretend that we were learning. Was it a no. sub? That's awesome. No, it was the the actual teacher. <laughs> Someone was just checked out that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Were we from my? Are you both from here? Are you both from Rhode Island? Nope. Yeah, I am. Oh. Okay, where are you from? Uh, I'm from North Shore, Mass. Uh, okay. So yeah, I grew up in a town called Rowley, which is about 20 minutes north of Salem. Oh wow, my uncle lives in Salem. Oh, oh you're okay. Way, you're way. Oh, so you're like almost New Hampshire. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then you're from this area. Yep. Mm-hmm. Providence, or are you in? No, I somewhere? grew up in uh, mostly Coventry. Okay. Uh, and I escaped as soon as I possibly could because oh, it's a hellhole. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's really big. I, it's very big, and there's nothing to do there. There's it's, a lot of woods. Um, so far from yeah. everything. But I've lived in Providence now for sixteen years. Oh wow! Something like that. Oh, so that's awesome. Long enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we moved. I moved out of Providence. Almost a year ago, 
I think I was only here for like five or six. My wife didn't here much longer. I, I miss living in Providence. And you say, uh, I've heard on on previous episodes you mentioned living on the west side. Yeah, I did. Where um, where uh, for how long? I was in the Armory for five years. Okay, on uh, Wood Street and Willow for a hot minute. Oh, I lived on Wood Street at what? one point. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. What uh, by the park? I lived right by the park. Yeah, same. Thirty six, I think I used to live in. Oh, thirty nine. We were pro- we may have been neighbors. What years we- were you living there? I was there. Um, 08 to uh, 2010. Oh, I got here in 2011. Okay, I think. Yeah, but then, then uh, at that point uh, in 2010, my um, uh, my wife and I we, we were dating at the time. We moved in together, so we were bouncing around. We were in that neighborhood until um, about six years ago. Yeah, so. same. I I miss it. I just went to a party there, a friend's house, and it's like. Oh, I miss this area. So now there's the diner, and then like there's that park. It, it's such I, I mm-hmm. love the West Side so much. Yeah, it was great. It's the Brooklyn of uh, it's the Brooklyn. What part of Providence are you in? Um, so I lived over on the East Side on Wickedon Street. Oh, beautiful. And then I lived downtown, about two blocks from here. Oh, that's awesome. And I actually recently just moved in November. I was listening. So your voices on the show I'll get confused. Who bought Who bought a house recently? Or someone? I bought a condo recently. God, that was okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, I just bought a home like a year ago, so I know Whereabouts? that. Whereabouts? Uh, Warwick. Okay. Yeah, right on the Cranston line. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, I, I do a lot, actually. It's it's nice having space and, and things like that. Sure. If, if it wasn't for the terrible school systems of Providence, I think I would have bought a house in Providence and stayed here forever. But I had to make those decisions. But my wife and I, we bought a multifamily, and my in-laws moved up from Jersey. My daughter was born to take care uh, to watch her. So it's us. We have the top two floors, and they kind of like you know the house is like in the armory. So it's like sure. not set up, but in Warwick. So then my in-laws are uh, there, and my older my brother-in-law, my wife's older brother is on the autism spectrum, like more like Aspergers, but like living independently wasn't really going to be his thing. Mm-hmm. So we had like a finished basement. So we have this like really kind of weird multi-generational Italian household, and it's fucking great. Yeah, and, I mean that's kind of cool though. You know that's and yeah. uh, you know that'll be. I'm sure it'll be interesting to 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 bring a kid up in that too because it's yeah. not uh, it's not as common as it used to be. And it's actually how my mother-in-law grew up. Like she's from my she's from uh, Newark, and like she grew in like in very like I think she's first generation Italian. I think she's first gen. I'm not sure, but uh, that's how her family was. Like her aunt, uncle were upstairs, and like they, that used to be the thing. Oh yeah, people did it. Yeah, and, my dad's parents both immigrated from Italy, and I mean he basically lived with this giant extended family just around him yeah. all the time. So. And his name was Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> Have, is that something you guys have seen at least? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm currently watching th- through. Uh, I'm completing it for the first time. Ooh. I had only ever seen bits and pieces. Um, so we had HBO in college, uh, but I did not have HBO at home before that. Mm. So I got there for um, sort of like the the back half of The Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, so I saw how it ended before I saw how any of it started. <laughs> oh, I, mean, yeah, I, I was a five years after it ended person. My wife's, my, my wife's hometown is where they filmed the last scene. Oh, okay. So when we first started dating, I had her take me there, but her and her family never watched it, didn't give two shits about it, had no idea what I was talking about. And I sat in the booth where they filmed it or next to it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe she didn't dump me. I was insufferable. I literally <laughs> was talking to any waiter. I'm like, were you here? Tell me everything. Here's why he died. Here's my theories. I, uh, I just over and over. I can't. I, yeah, I, I go through phases of that show because sometimes some of it is really great, high concept, like Shakespearean, and then sometimes you get the, oh god, what's the character's name? With uh, when they're trying to sue Hesh for royalties, uh, it's like Christopher and Adriana are at like a fast food restaurant, and he meets like supposed to be like a rapper, uh, master, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like the most borderline, almost racist 
Yeah. Not calling it, not racist, but it was just very, this is what like a 70-year-old black per, uh, white person would think uh, rap music is. In yes, 2000. yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely had that that sort of uh, hint of, um, you're right, oh, uh, you know, middle-aged white guys who are aware of rap but have not engaged with it, but this is what they think it because is. Because rap wasn't what it is now. At that, Even in this era, we're talking about 2000-something. Yeah, the show started in 99. It ended in like 06, oh. mm-hmm. yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. I was just yeah, I've been reading the Soprano Sessions. It's just um Oh by Matt Zoller Sites. Yeah, and it's Alan Sevenwall. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. Yeah. I have, I'm gonna skip through to get to the part where it gets to the ending because I'm like reading the recaps of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I kinda wanted to skip to the David Chase interviews. I uh, haven't watched it in a while, but I've I I got the box set, so I've been meaning yeah. to kind of dig back into it. I never went back to the full rewatch. I'll skip around. Well, I've watched it a few times. Yeah, I'll find yeah. certain episodes or I'll or like season five. Six, the one I don't like as much. Six is the last one. Which yeah, is split into two. Yeah, five and six are a little. There's a little. It's still good. It's just not the ones I want to. I don't go back for. I was so devastated because like one of the one of the, like the episodes in the middle of the run that I know and I've seen a bunch is um, Pine Barrens. Yeah, that's like the best. And I was just I was so psyched for uh, my wife Sandra to to see it, and uh, yeah, she fell asleep before that before they got <laughs> stuck in the woods. <laughs> oh, it's. A, it, there's just I think and that's one of the great thing about your podcast. There's so many things out there like I know I have missed or like I try like Breaking Bad I love and like my wife just no interest in it. But yeah. I had to give up on certain things. Like all right, you know, there's just going to be certain things that there's just too much to watch. I'm not going to sure. force it on you. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to both watch it. Yeah. So like I'm going to get a lot of flack from this room and from under. Like I despise the Great British Bake Off so much. Oh really? Oh, yeah. No. It's so Oh, it's so relaxing. Uh, so relaxing. I, but you know, I was trying to figure out why. Like, I was like, do, like thinking about it, and I've heard this quote from like I think it was um, John Oliver talking about like because he's Brit- my dad's side is oh, British. Oh, I, I, I saw that interview. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm like maybe there's like something in that like subconsciously that I'm picking up on that I'm not recognizing. I'm like, I don't get calm by. I get like really nervous and anxious, and like you're not saying what you're feeling, and oh my god, it really bothers. Oh yeah, me they're too. just all like. Being super British and actually sniping at each other the whole yes! time. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's all I see. That's what John Oliver says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not that's not one for me. <laughs> uh, no, that's all I, I, that's all I ever want to do is think about and talk about pop culture. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah. For, I mean, it's tricky for us sometimes because like there is this like there's this sort of homework involved because we yeah. don't you know we're doing deep dives so and and we have. We kind of like pick what we're gonna watch and listen to and read, whatnot, uh, pretty far in advance. So we have enough time where we can, you know, consume it properly. But even then, like we'll have an episode and like and to record in a few hours, and I feel like I'm always still cramming. Like, oh my god, I gotta learn more about this. I gotta do more research, or I gotta, you know, reread the summary again because I I finished it last week or something. Yeah, so it's always this weird pressure. At least I feel a little bit of pressure. Yeah, and uh, we never. We never pretend to come off as the authority of what we're talking about. Mm. I mean, there are certainly instances where we'll be talking about something that maybe uh, if it's something one of us has always been really passionate about, maybe there's a, a degree of some kind of authority or, you know, you, you really like it's in your bones. Mm. Um, and, yeah, kind of finding that fine line between talking about our honest reactions to it versus we don't want to just be, you know, parroting the Wikipedia page for it either. Yeah, I find I like um, – I was listening to your year-end review of 2019, and I forgot. You were talking about something that you didn't like, and 
I found that you had such good criticism of, I think it was the one of the seasons of The Good Place. Um, oh, okay. You didn't shit on it by any means, but you didn't love it. But you were did the thing where I... I'm all. I'm a fan of. I don't care if someone likes something or not. I just want to know why. And I think you guys found that balance really well. Of like, not if you're not. You weren't saying it's bad. It's just I didn't like it, and here's why. Right. Or uh, one of you didn't like El Camino as much as I did, which I was like, yeah. And I and I loved it, but I was like, oh, you know, actually, after hearing your your criti- criticism of you, I was like, yeah, that all makes plenty of sense, and I agree with you 100%, but it didn't change my view on it. But I do have that problem with certain things. Like, I'm a huge Fat Man Beyond fan when there's um, one of the guys on there, Mark Bernardin, who just shits it. He's a very smart, but, like, sometimes, like, I have to, like, I'll, I'll back it up. So here's an example. I'll give an example for my, like, so The Joker, the movie that this year had all the stuff around it, saw it in theaters, and, like, I walked out of there really liking it. And then I listened to a bunch of podcasts about it. And then even though I did this last Jedi and, like, I went to, like, my, the few things. And then it actually did change my opinion. I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't like it as much as I thought. Yeah, that's tough. I, I um, you know, I've certainly had friendships where, uh, you know, I've been afraid to express my opinion because that one that one friend is just so, um, uh, so vocal and so kind of aggressive and, and you know all of this is completely subjective but you've got you always get that one person mm-hmm. who you know who's like no that was bad and you should feel bad for liking it and it's like i you know it was it was just a movie at the end of the day you're making me feel like a moron yeah and like i like a lot of bad stuff that friend is yeah. matt ferrera i me. knew it actually i can be i know i probably would come across that way in the past so that's something that i have had actively had to have to work on sometimes. And it's not because I don't think people should have a differing opinion. It's just that I can be pretty passionate about this stuff. And mm-hmm. I do feel sometimes that there are people that are insecure about their own opinions and they don't like it when there's someone that is secure with their own opinions. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can kind of butt heads that way. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes you're like, are we really fighting about a movie or is this like some is this deeper something else? shit? Like, are you <laughs> mad at me? Like, sure. What happened to you when yeah. you were younger? <laughs> sure. I, yeah. I don't read things after the fact and change my mind. I don't think that's ever happened for me. I think I've read something and it's clarified my own opinions. Yeah. Um, Full but, disclosure, I was, I, well, I'll say it on here. I was very high when I saw it. <laughs> like, I like to the take Joker? Animals. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I don't so you still don't – did you – have you rewatched it or – No, because I thought about it more and more, and I think – and this I'm quoting someone I think it was accurate. It was a phenomenal performance, but the rest of the movie was kind of flat. Sure. And like I – th- well, I don't know why I'm talking Tony about hasn't seen it yet. Oh, it's good. It's definitely no. – I would say it's a B plus. Would you say that? I would say it's like a C minus, okay, D you know, plus. I hated it. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. Or I wanted to like it, and I yeah. liked it, and I and I understand why people like it. Sure, but I also think I fell into that trap of like Fight Club, where I never saw, I still haven't seen Fight Club because when that came out, I hated everyone who was talking about sure. it. Sure. Oh yeah. Like three hundred, like the, yeah. the type of people I didn't really care for. I would see Fight Club. I think it holds up. I, I think there's a lot of good that. stuff, and I think the difference between the Joker and Fight Club is Fight Club is sort of about, um, it's about fascism. And, and and I think a lot of people that love Fight Club took the love wrong thing fascism. from it. They <laughs> took the wrong things from sure. it. They, they, they took the things that, that Brad Pitt's character was saying verbatim and okay. said, like, yes, this is what this is. Yeah. And I think that's what the Joker is. I thought the Joker, in all honesty, could have been a much better movie if they got rid of the Batman stuff mm. and ended it 15 minutes earlier. It We didn't I, – I wanted it to end when they – I, care I don't runs, care. Yeah. When, like, I think I – didn't I already spoil it for you? No, really. I well, might have. There's yeah. like a part he like. 
by the way, uh, um, it, Rosebud is his sled. Go ahead. Oh, that's what that meant. Uh, yeah, so like if it maybe ended 15 minutes earlier when he's being dragged away and became like the folk hero, when they went brought to the hospital to sure. be like, by the way, you know what? Yeah, they, that scene's awful. It was, du- I kind of got the like, oh, you think I'm dumb. I got that <laughs> feeling from that movie. Maybe that did something more to me. Like the, the whole, like they kept having to be like, kill the rich and the social work. It was trying to show, but, I wanted undertone. But that was, that was part of my problem with it is the kill the rich thing was sort of, it handheld you for that. I said, yes. "This is what this is," without actually showing. Well, because the moment where he kills those two guys, there's no context for him. For I didn't it to know be why killed he killed them at all. Exactly. It, well, I know it why, was a defense thing, but at the Robin same time, like then the movie's just like, "Well, we have to hold your hand with this in order to yeah. make it, this message clear." Um, and so the whole thing's just really shallow, and it doesn't really yeah. come down on the side of one thing or the other. And it also has this moments of just like, you know, trying to talk about healthcare and, and, and mental health, but it doesn't do anything with it. And and most of the time people like, you know, Arthur, the Arthur Fleck character would be the one getting hurt. And he does in this, but not the, yeah. he wouldn't be the one that's doing all the murders. No, 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 no. Uh, so it's weird to say like, without healthcare, we're going to start murdering lots of people. And it's just like, oh, you're not saying or doing anything. Yeah. Meaningful. And Todd Phillips did not have a good run up to that movie. No, he's got a lot of bad movies. He was a dickhead about that oh oh he got like real he went like real alt-right with it which was a little frustrating oh yeah 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 yeah. he was yeah he, his interviews before the movie but came out were pretty gross maybe he's a genius though because i think that was a movie i only saw for the controversy around it which turned out that had nothing to do with any like the whole thing i like i just got caught in the pr machine yeah i mean the whole all of it was so manufactured yeah none of it none of thing not a single thing that was talked about beforehand um, th- did you were you Endgame people? Did you see Marvel? Are you Marvel? Oh, yeah, yeah. That I was just talking to someone today. And I think that might have been the most I've ever cried in a movie theater. <laughs> just destroyed me. Same thing. Very high. Uh, night. Yeah, I, I um, you know, I really enjoyed Endgame, uh, and I think just because it's finally gotten after you know twenty plus movies in a decade, it's gotten to the point where we it's it's as long as it is, it's pretty lean i mean you don't have to set anything up you know who they are you know yeah. what they're capable of and they just like did a fun comic book adventure now what i'm not looking forward to is another five years of origin stories and a few sequels <laughs> sprinkled in. in um i mean it's cool yeah. I, I think the characters are bringing into it are going to be fun but like i just don't trust them to do anything remotely different with an introduction for any of them i'm curious to do what they're gonna do with the disney plus that's gonna be the that can maybe that will be the thing that they'll kind of twist and turn with it yeah, I'm, but, I'm wondering but we may be getting a sam raimi doctor strange movie yeah that, that is exciting cool. he's but, made for it that's like yeah i know because i still perfect. like the first spider-man he made the yeah, first first two three first two didn't see the third one. I will defend the third one all day. Oh, I'd love to fight you. I just didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> You've never saw the third one? No. Oh, wow. A lot of people hate it. Yeah. I think it's underrated. I think it's a mess. I'm not going to say it's like this secret masterpiece or anything, but there's a lot of great stuff in there. Yeah, I just love the Tom Holland one. Sure. Oh, well, Spider-Verse, I think, might be my favorite of all of them. Spider-Verse is yeah. great. Spider-Man 2 is my favorite superhero movie of all time. Really? Yep. Not the, the uh, Sam Raimi one. Not The Passion of the Christ? That's a superhero movie? <laughs> oh, I guess Jesus is a yeah. kind of superhero. He's kind of a superhero <laughs> movie. He died and came back. I mean, he no. did die and came back. I actually back. meant to say a different movie. He was the original It's Phoenix. also way more violent than any superhero yeah, movie. Yeah, it's way more fucking yeah. violent than Joker. I took my grandmother to see it, and she didn't flinch an ounce. My grandmother's just sitting there watching me like, oh, yeah, this is great. I love all the blood. Really? My grandmother was just like, that's what happened. Man. 
was like, okay, you were just complaining about violent movies being responsible. Did she whisper something anti-Semitic and walk away? And you're like, no, "Uh, this took a turn. (laughs) I the one time I took my grandmother to a movie, we went to uh, we went and saw Road to Perdition. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's a Sam Mendes, Sam Mendes, uh, Tom Hanks, Paul Newman. But like wow. the movie starts and Paul Newman walks on screen for the first time, and my grandmother goes, "Oh, Paul Newman." <laughs> And I'm like, my grandma just got super oh, horny. This weird. is weird. That's pretty great, though. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was oh, awesome. <laughs> I remember being a kid. Get it. My brother and I were watching, like, Mall Rats at home. I think we maybe weren't supposed to. And my dad walks into the scene where they're like, and you just did days I went down on uh, this and then performed Earl Sex and just being like, uh. Oh. Uh, yeah, those moments uh, are weird. When, TV off. When I was young, I used to go with my friend to the video store, like, at Fridays. We'd pick something out. And we went one time and, and we got falling down. Which is uh, mm-hmm. the Michael Douglas movie, where okay. it's basically kind of like this white guy that you know gets fed up with the world and he oh. starts. Oh, like, jo- it's oh, the Joker. You mean the Joker? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like the Joker. But anyway, so we got it, and um, when my friend's mom found out, she's just livid. And the whole ride home, she's just laying into us. I can't believe you would rent this. This is so inappropriate. This is so violent. Blah 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 blah. We get home. We put it on. We're watching it. She's just every five minutes walking to the room. I can't believe. Oh my god, this is so awful. When your father gets home, he's gonna be so angry. So my friend's father comes home. He walks up. He's like, "What you watching?" We're like falling down. He's like, "Oh, I wanted to watch this." <laughs> and he sits down, and and then his my friend's mom comes in. She's like, "How? Oh, I can't believe you. You're on their side." Ah, uh, this is so funny. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's but. still funny that she let you watch it, even though that you weren't supposed to. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. the best part. Again, yeah, like, yeah, yeah classic just, mom move. I can't believe you're doing you. this thing. Yeah, I heard that saying. Like, once you have kids, it's like you start to watch Pixar or Disney movies, and you start to relate to the parents. I'm, I don't want to mess up. Is it Tony? You're the one with uh, twins on the way. Yes. Oh, congratulations! Yep. Thank you very much. I'm so happy. I fellow IVFer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been through that journey, and it fucking sucks a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's, and a, then it's you, a shitty club to be a part of. <laughs> it really, it's like the worst club. And then the second you're, you know, the babies are coming, then that part of it is just like, all right, whatever, who cares? Now the yeah. good stuff. So, yeah. oh, congratulations. Thank you. Let's see, what are the things are gonna just you're gonna destroy you now? Oh, finding Dory as a new parent. Make sure you wait till you're on your paternity leave to watch anything. Yeah, you know what? That? that that destroyed me when I saw it. Yeah. I was not expecting it to be this. Uh, uh, yeah, I was surprised. I figured it. At best, it's going to be cute and a good waste of an hour and a half. But it was, yeah, yeah. it really got me. I remember holding my like newborn and my like, like or maybe she's like sick. I was on because we get um, paternity leave in Rhode Island. You could take TCI, but like mm-hmm. I'll save that for a, off mic because that's my my <laughs> my job kicking in. But um, so I was home for like with her. So oh, yeah, I think Victoria. She's I don't know she's young. When I'm, so like I'll just put on Finding Nemo because especially when they're first born, there's nothing to do. You have to like stay awake essentially and hold these little things that don't do anything. And like so I'm like oh I'll watch Finding Dory and then all of a sudden like. They waited for her. Now I understand. Yeah, I would never leave you, Felicity. Oh my God! Anything Disney's um, Toy Story Four too got me on way too many levels. Oh yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Forky trying to kill himself really got right? to me. Yeah, I was like, I belong in the trash too. Well, only Tony Hale could do that role. I honestly believe that no one else besides Tony Hale he could be pretty, Forky. He's pretty Whole, great. It was perfect. Yeah, trash. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That, uh, man, I'm trying to, what else? I remember for some reason getting, like, into, I started watching, like, a lot of, like, true crime. For some reason, I, like, watched The People vs. O.J. Simpson and then, like, The O.J. Jock when I was home with her. All right. People vs. O.J. Simpson was great. Did you watch the Made in America? The documentary? Yeah. No, I watched I the, that's amazing. 
It's like eight hours yeah. when you're on your leave. And then, so I had watched the documentary. Fucking, it might be the best documentary of it. Well, it's that's too hyper. It's it's definitely up there, top one of the best things I ever watched. And I'm watching, and I'm, I kind of know his story a little bit. I know he goes to jail at some point. Watched it. I see the one, the judge in there. Judge didn't put it together. And then I found out like a year after I watched it, my friend from college, Rachel, who's now a comedian, and we're trying to get her. It's gonna come on here at some point. Her mom was the judge who put OJ in jail, and like. I was like her RA. Like I remember her like visiting college and like meeting her mom and having dinner. like when he like uh, when he stole that time. stuff back from those guys yeah, in so Vegas. Her mom's the one who put him in. Wow. Yeah, her mom's like the judge and her dad's like a DA in Vegas. And now she's a pot comic, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> she's very funny. That <laughs> she actually she trolls him online, OJ online all the time. Yeah, he has like a big Twitter presence. Yeah, there too right. Yeah, and he like threatens people. <laughs> And he's definitely a murderer. Oh, definitely a murderer. <laughs> like, yeah. he pretty much told everyone yeah. he did it. Yeah. yeah. By writing a book did you, called If I Did It. Did you see how uh, after the, um, uh, sorry, I'm brain fart. Um, after the impeachment that Don Jr. posted a thing about OJ getting off. And uh, comparing his dad to OJ getting off. And it's just like, you're comparing your dad to a murderer? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. If the glove does not fit, yeah, you must that's what yeah, he that's posted. What, yeah, he posted a Johnny Cochran oh, meme. Yeah, God, Oof. the documentary is. I'm not going to lecture anyone about OJ right now. We'll, we'll, we can talk about much more important <laughs> things. It's not about the uh, jury selection of yeah, the yeah. 19 that of the White Bronco, but the documentary is incredible because it's whole life till after. And at one point in the documentary, it takes an hour and a half turn, makes its own separate documentary about to explain all of the underlying the of the LA riots, and then connects it to the yep. OJ trial. I. Oh my god, it was so good. There's um, uh, so ESPN does a documentary series, Thirty for Thirty. Yeah, and the one they did about so it was um, it was a day of the car chase. Uh, I think uh, was it Arnold? It was some famous golfer's last tour. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Was it the drink? Uh, no, it really was. Yeah, and then oh, okay. uh, and then the NBA finals and like so it was like this weird confluence of these three huge. Called. Sports stories all happening and at it, once. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's great because it just cuts between. It's a flashpoint in culture. Yeah, that's definitely. I'm a, are you big? I I actually don't like sports, but I love Bill Simmons. Okay, if, like his podcast because like I listen to it when he has like Denzel. his sports podcast. It's uh, he's got the BS report. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because he also does the rewatchables. Yes, I haven't listened to that one. Yeah, he's insufferable on that. He he's really? his movie opinions are bad. I can see that. Yeah. Well, because I, I recently started listening to it because Tarantino was on it, and Tarantino had picked these three movies. Wow. Uh, and it's also got, um, uh, what's his name? It has another good podcast. Jerry Lewis. The Big Picture. No. Don Knotts. Yes. Uh, it's not Don Knotts. Uh, I can't remember his name. Bill Simmons really has it. big podcast? No, it's 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 part of his network. Which they just sold for. Yeah. Uh, but it's called the, the Big Picture. It's a movie podcast. Oh, okay. But he is also on the rewatchables. But the, anytime they're on it, like Tarantino. Tarantino's great when it comes to talking about other pop culture things. Because like, yeah, I like, learned so much from him. Because yeah. he just has this deep well of knowledge of this pop arcana and, and genre and all sure. that stuff. So he goes deep and then Bill Simmons is like, yeah, but what about blah, blah, blah. And you can tell they're just like, no. Yeah. No, just stop. I can see but that. But he wants to kind of, he wants to have his opinion heard about stuff. Yep. So, But they, it was great because they did um, Unstoppable, which is a Tony Scott 
Swift's final movie, and they did uh, that. Denzel, yeah, the train. It's great. I saw it in theaters. It's cool, and I can never remember it. And like no one ever talks about it, but I remember really yeah, liking it. It's fun, and with then, the guy from Boy Meets World, Frankie Stacchino. Really? Am I thinking of a completely? Yes, movie? I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, the big guy. Yeah, um, but it's also got Chris Pine. Uh, and then they also did. Can we all just notice that? Why did I not remember Chris Pine? But I remembered Frankie remember Stacchino, guy from TGIF. Really like funny. that really sexy guy, Chris Pine. No, 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 Stacchino. Uh, <laughs> and then they also did King of New York with uh, the Abel Ferrara movie with um, um, Christopher Walken, which is pretty bonkers if you've never seen it. I've never heard Christopher Walken like talk outside of a movie or anything. Well, no, this is. Oh, he's in it. Oh, this he's is in the movie. Yeah, he's in. Has the he movie. done a podcast yet? No, I don't think so. There's very few. No, left. but this is so. This is Tarantino. Love this. Movie, oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. Are you Blank Check fans by any chance? I like Blank Check. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the podcasts I got listened to. But I find their level of. I really like them or they're annoying and th- there's a very thin line of like yeah. I don't I have to be in the right mood for it it's funny be because much. like they'll also do like oh we've promised we'll, we've retired this bit because you can tell they've got enough pushback from yeah. the so that's so funny yeah but their they're stuff they're pretty good especially because they're they get really nerdy about like it seems to like they have this weird especially Griffin seems to have this strange capability to recall like you know the best actor Oscar nominee from like I don't know nineteen yeah seven it's crazy it, uh, I know. They so like, they have like uh, this they when they get into it I like how they have they talk a lot about arcs of careers and stuff like that yeah and I think that's I think they're funny yeah and, they can be pretty funny and they actually know what they're talking about sure. and sometimes film uh, can be a little insufferable with people who take it as too much more than it is. Not that I don't think it's important, but like, well, that's like having producer Ben because he's like the dope, and that's like, <laughs> yeah, because like, my I, I'm very I'm I guess when I first actually when I be doing the show doing the podcast I I'd first ended up kind of unintentionally getting involved in like a lot of film podcast, but I'm also like not a film I I like movies, but my opinions aren't that strong, and I'm more of like a popcorn movie kind of person. Oh sure, yeah yeah, and even on ours I think. Um... Uh, music episodes have been really hard for me just because I don't have, uh, you know, not to say that I know everything about film, but like uh, I, I sort of understand that uh, more completely than I do music. I've yeah. never been a musician, so I, I always feel um, inequipped to really talk about music in a meaningful way. A lot of times, just with me being like, I don't know, I kind of liked it. And I liked when they did that part of you, the song. You do. A better job. Yeah. Oh, you stop. Do a good job. You do better I'm than that. Stop it. I was currently... fishing and you snagged the line. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm currently editing a, a music episode that we did. I'm pretty excited for people to hear it because uh, it's a lot of fun. But I thought you did a great what job. What music did you do? Are you like to say? We did. Uh, so this is actually going to drop next Wednesday. I don't know when yours drops. I don't know Neither when Neither do episodes. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, our episode will yeah, 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 already definitely. be out. Uh, but we did a best of the decade from 2010 to 2019 and so we we uh found a bunch of we went to a bunch of music websites we got their top tens assigned points uh and then we came up with the top five and so tony had never listened to any of those albums so we just did a whole episode on. i can imagine there's probably a bunch of those i missed yeah, it was yeah, fun. and yeah. you know, it's just it's one of those things where, uh, for whatever reason, music was never on my radar the same way that movies and TV and um, you know, video games, books were. Um, yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed uh, the, most of it quite a bit. The so. podcast doing the thing it's supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. How did you get into improv? 
How did I get into improv? Uh, I, I was, uh, for a few years, I was a writer and editor at Providence Monthly. Yep. Um, did you see that on my list as well? Oh, I did not. <laughs> uh, but uh, so uh, I do improv at Wage House in Pawtucket, and uh, they opened three years ago. Um, I got this really bizarre uh, mailer about a show that was coming up there, and I, I was like, oh, this whatever this is sounds insane, and I need to go see it. Um, so I reached out, and I'd always had an interest in comedy. And, yeah, yeah. And, I just ultimately I never had the the nerve to to try it, um, but I interviewed the owners who are um, these two uh, amazing funny women who just like they 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 explained it in a way that made sense because I was like how do you practice for improv and mm. um, so but yeah they just they just made me feel so comfortable and I'm like oh these these are people I think I could feel safe with so I signed up for the first class that they had there and um, yeah. Here I am, two and a half years later, uh, doing shows there a couple times a month. Do you do shows with um? Is it J- JP? Is that his name? JP Camara. Yep. From from you can do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned when I, I was on their show. They're still trying to get them on here at some point, but yeah, he said that you guys did improv together. Do you do it with Brad as well? Uh, Brad Roar from Chuck and Brad. Just, uh, yes, yeah. Um, there's only two improv people. Yeah, there's a, a monthly show that happens at Wage House called State Champs, which is that's um the short form show they do. Yeah. So it's more games and that kind of stuff, but um. Brad and I are on the team, so oh. it's it's sort of a, a rotating awesome. uh, core of players on that yeah. one. But uh, yeah, yeah, Brad's great. That's I've always like I've got obs- deeply obsessed with comedy podcasts, but still I've always been too afraid to do it. Yeah, you know it is. Um, I mean, it is scary, and uh, but it's it's been one of um, the most rewarding things I've done. You know, I, I kind of was getting it to a point where I was having. I wasn't really finding a creative outlet that I was feeling good about. Mm. Um, but beyond, uh, you know, being this great creative thing, it's just, uh, I mean, it's so useful in a lot of a lot of areas. I mean, one big reason was at the time I was, you know, a journalist. So uh, what happens when you get stuck in an interview and you're kind of spinning your wheels thinking of what to talk about next? It sort of helped with those interpersonal skills. And is that is that what you do with the when you're interviewing someone, you need to come up with another question? You go, yes, and? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, no, I'd be interviewing some, uh, you know, some local business owner at a coffee shop, and when I got stuck, I would just shout out to the patrons <laughs> to give me a word. <laughs> Where has anyone gotten a haircut recently? No, yeah. that's not a good. See, this is why I can't do improv. I just, like, fell, on, I dried up on the vine immediately. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, that's that's so fun. I Do you ever go to, have you gone to, like, UCB or anything, like, just, like, to watch? Uh, I have not made it to UCB. Um, I've gone up to Improv Boston a couple of times. Um, yeah, I, all this improv stuff is still very new in oh, the okay. last couple of years. Um, but I mean, it's certainly on my list to get there at some point. Well, you're They're about to have improv. kids. So yeah, so it's, it'll never happen. Just don't even worry about that for a few years. You, you could put on shows to the kids. That's true. Practice. Or, or I could be like, uh, you know, like a, 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 a like a soccer dad, but an improv dad, and oh, just like live vicariously through my children. Yes, and it. yes, and yes, just, and just sign them up for Wage House as soon as they're able. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah, get off the floor. Stop crying. <laughs> Stop crying. Get a job. Be in the moment. Listen. You call that object work. <laughs> oh my god. That'd be so fun. That'd be a good like uh video. Kids. <laughs> is um do you find it really hard cuz like comedy is such a strange thing. Well, one of the things I love about comedy is like it really doesn't matter who you are. Like especially stand up or any of that like 
like Madonna did uh, stand up on like late night and it was okay. Sure. But being Madonna only gets you about 30 seconds of, all right. And then it's like, make me fucking laugh, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jerry Seinfeld will still worry about bombing even though he's Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it which is what's so incredible. Um, so is it hard being around? Because like I find comedy being one of the arts when it hits. I feel like it's a vacation, but when it misses, oh my god, I want to hurt someone. I want to turn into the Joker. Oh, you mean <laughs> like when you're watching it? When you're watching it as a fan and it sucks, I just really want to, you know, really get uh, just get pushed too far and go onto a late night show and shoot Robert De Niro in the head for some reason. <laughs> or maybe I didn't. We don't know because yeah. we erased the whole movie in the last thirty seconds. And I, you know, and it's. Uh... You know, it doesn't matter. It can be someone you really like, someone whose material you've heard before. And like, I've seen guys that I love, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, that was not a that was not a good night for them. Um, yeah, or uh, I mean, uh, an open mic is a crapshoot, you know. And sometimes you get really lucky. You're gonna see someone who's very funny. Then you're gonna see someone you'd be like, I think that hacky Christopher Walken impression is somebody else's hacky Christopher Walken impression. Mm. But you have to be bad for a while, I guess, with anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, every once, you know, you'll get like a prodigy who like just like emerges from the womb as this fully formed comedic talent. But yeah, I mean, it's it's all about figuring out what your voice is and what your perspective is. And Like Donald Glover? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Though even though his stand-up wasn't great. I, I liked it, but it wasn't what he became. Mm-hmm. I wish I remember he came through here. And I didn't get to go to it when he was like years ago. Mm-hmm. Boy, I fucking missed the boat on that one. Yeah, he was on like the I Am Donald tour, and it was like because he was a stand up and he was trying to then do music, and then he made the right choice to become an actor musician and go. You know, it's act. God, this already dates us, but I think Donald Glover, um, Derek Comedy, I think was the first thing I ever watched on YouTube. Oh, okay. That was like, remember when YouTube used to just be mostly videos of like car cat dash cams from Russia mm-hmm. and people fighting and <laughs> just dumb shit. But I think I th- isn't that what it still is? But yeah, with commercials. With commercials. I wonder. I, I don't think I could pinpoint. I could be wrong, but you know how like memory you kind of. Oh yeah, no, sure. But know. I'm trying to. I'm trying, trying to think if like I have a memory, been like, oh, what's this YouTube thing the kids are talking? I about? I was in college when yeah. it came out. Oh no, no, no. SNL had done Lazy Sunday, and I remember that was the. That f- was probably it. That was the, probably the a lot of people's first introduction to YouTube. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. I'm like, well, how do I watch it? SNL already aired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. I, it, Yeah, comedy was probably what propelled YouTube to be oh, what yeah. it is. Either intentional comedy like Lonely Island or unintentional comedy like, you know, cat videos. Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of unfortunate that we got to live through the birth of like this new renaissance of the internet, but now we're old enough to now see like, like everything in life, everything you love, you have to hate. Not us, but culturally. Oh, sure. So that's the only reason I don't want anyone to really ever. I think I have a good level of like with this podcast. I'm like people like really like it enough to never turn on me. You don't want to get too far. You don't want to be like loved because that's when they start <laughs> taking you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. you don't want to. You don't want them to expect too much of you. You yeah. want a base level of mediocrity where you're never exactly. going to aspire for too much, but you don't suck completely. Yeah, he stays on topic sometimes. Sometimes, like, shut up. But <laughs> it's all right. Maybe I'll download it and come back to it once in a while. Yeah, it's best <laughs> if they walk away every once in a while being like, "Wow, he really nailed that one," as opposed to being like, "Oh, he really ate shit this week." Yeah, that's what I try to strive for. I don't think I've hit the. That that like the teardown level. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to start it, I mean, that let's do it. Fun. Let's do it. They take them down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you speak, the only what anyone out there, the improv movie. Have you ever? I'm sure you must have seen. Uh, Don't think twice. Yes. Oh, uh, I thought that was. I'd never done improv, but I've listened to hundreds of thousands at this point, thousands of hours of comedians talking about it. Is that the Berbiglia movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Keegan Michael Key and yes. Gillian Jacobs. It's really, really well done. Yeah, yeah. It's Did really like depressing. It. Yeah. Yeah. I dislike that movie. Dun, Sorry. Dun, dun. Yeah. I was kind of indifferent. Um I really love I, it. I think because I, I think I watched it like maybe the third or fourth week I was taking my first improv class and I was like, Jesus, is this what I'm getting myself into? <laughs> um, but I, I don't think I'm, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I was uh, in my early 30s when I started improv. So I had much more tempered expectations. This is this is a for me thing. I have no grand designs about what's going to happen to me outside the uh, the world of local comedy. You're not going to get on SNL? Uh I mean, I won't say no, but I don't think they're knocking. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, what do you do for? Are you able to talk about your job now? Or um, yeah, I'll talk about it in vague terms. Yeah, I do. Um, for the people, for the listener, he just pulled out his Halliburton ID card. That's yeah. Come on. <laughs> what does it say? Genocide scientist. Oof. Whoa. Yikes. Oof. Yeah, no, thank you. And I'm not going to f- elaborate on my <laughs> credentials at this point. Uh, no, I do um, uh, I do um, marketing writing for a technology company. Oh, okay. And then and you, are you a ph- wedding ph- a photographer by mm-hmm. trade? Yep. So you're both able to like live the creative life, like make money being creative and then have your hmm. projects be creative. Sure. I mean, I'm, to me, like that's like the dream of success, like getting paid Woo. to do the thing you love. and something. Like, th- There's only about... Ten people that get to do what they love for a living, living the dream, baby. And then the rest of us have to like, kind of, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I I like what I do. Yeah, I do too. That's right? how I met Tony. Really? Yeah, yeah he shot my wedding mm-hmm. with a f- camera, or like he came as the Joker. Yeah, he just came I in, showed up blazing. as the Joker. I'm like, well, we paid him to dress up as Yosemite put a Sam. Smile on all your faces. Hey, people, I don't and have then, any real reason. And then to they shoot had you. fish for dinner, and I, I made all their fish <laughs> with the big smiles. So. And then you went to the. You know, staircase. that when I was a kid, uh, it wasn't until I got Batman the Animated Series on DVD that I was able to watch the Joker Fish episode. Oh, yeah, because that was cut, right? Or something? No, because what happened? It scared the shit out of me when I was really? a kid. Really? Oh, yeah, no. The way, like, those, the people would just, like, get that rictus grin on their face. Ugh. I was like, oh, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, it fucks with me, too. One that's my, so cool. One of my favorite thing about the Tim Burton Batman movie is the scene where it shows uh, the two newscasters explaining to everybody, you know, what's going on with the Joker and all that stuff. And they're clearly like, they're usually dressed up with tons of makeup, but because they can't use the makeup because it's been infected by this Joker oh, thing, yeah. that they, oh. they have no makeup on and they look awful. Yeah, just bags under eyes or yes. zits. And there's, there, it's not commented upon it or anything. It's just it's just a great little visual thing that's oh, in that, that movie. That I so good. I do like the first Batman. I like Batman Returns a lot, yeah. too. Could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. Yeah, that <laughs> fucked with me when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I had the biggest crush on... The- um, Danny DeVito. Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. <laughs> I was going to say Matilda, but like, wrong movie. No, Christopher Walken, ass. Ah, uh, that's true. Ooh, Mr. Shrek. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> yeah, who's that meathead? I don't know, but he does a pretty good walk-in. Like, By way son. of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Michael Keaton crush. No. No Michelle crush? Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, okay. Yeah, come on, look at her in the the, the cat suit. Yeah, she's amazing in that movie. No Holly Berry, in <laughs> Catwoman. Wow, what a strange, overcomplicated route they took for that version of Catwoman. Can't even remember it. You know, let's, you know what? I lo- nothing I love more than a movie that's bad is a movie I forget. And I want I, I try to throw this on the bus any chance I can. Ready Player One. I saw that in theaters, if, if, whatever that it came out, and it was Mother's Day. I couldn't remember like. 
what mo-? I remembered seeing the previews for Spider-Verse, and I literally had to spend two hours. I was like, I'm not going to Google this. I could not remember what movie I saw. It was that forgetful. It yeah. wasn't even bad. It was just forgetful. That movie's bad. That book is bad. I do not understand. Never even read it. Yeah, I don't understand the the sort of the, the, the fanaticism around it, the excitement. It's really – I couldn't – I couldn't believe that with the movie, what was surprising was that the pop culture stuff wasn't as obnoxious as I thought it was going to be. Because in the book, it's real bad. Okay. Like, um, I, I couldn't believe that Spielberg directed a movie with a script that awful. It was truly yeah. terrible. And he's the guy, he was ripping himself off, essentially. He was like kind of like coming in and swinging his big dick around like, you guys like these Stranger Things? Well, you're copying sure, me. Sure, but I... You know, I'll stick up for it a little bit. I don't think the movie works, but I do think there's a subtext um, with... Um, what's the actor's name? TGFG. He's in Bridge of Spies. Tom Hanks. He was not in Ready Player One. Yeah, but he, he was. was in Bridge of Spies. Yes, he was. Tom Hanks is in no, Ready Player no, One. No, the guy that was in Bridge of Spies. Oh, I was like Tom. I Hanks. gotta look it up because I that's not TJ Miller. That's the only person I can remember from no. the movie. Um, Simon Pegg. Mark Raylance. Which one's he? In Bridge of Spies. No, in Ready Player. He's basically the guy that created everything. With, oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With um, oh. Simon Pegg. And there's a subtext of deep regret for look what the fuck I created. Because these people, at the end of the movie, it's not a happy ending. They're still stuck in this vacant, yeah. shallow world. I wish it explored that a bit more because I don't like the pop culture references. I think the direction is pretty. I mean, Spielberg knows what to do with the camera. I think the unfortunate thing is that the aesthetic of this video game world is just garish and ugly, and it, the character yeah. designs are just wretched. But when they're in the real world, it looks fucking that great. That stuff looked good. But the yeah. part that got me was like the whole, like, no one's figured this out, but then we drove backwards. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really yeah. made Yeah, me... it's very contrived. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I think th- even the, the book has this, you know, these, these threads of, you know, what this world is like. Or, yeah, I mean, for. Uh, was it uh, Halliday um, yeah. to have created this thing and it for it to have gotten out of his hands, but it does. It has. It seems to have zero interest in exploring those ideas. I think there's a little more of it, and I haven't read the book, but in the movie, I think that element is kind of present. I wish there was more of it. Mm-hmm. I saw it pop up on a number of best of the year lists really? because of that. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean people love Spielberg, and I think like that's Hell, the thing. Me too. Like you know. I watched uh, the documentary that HBO did about him. That's and it pretty was good. Fascinating. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, sometimes they don't work. And I'm like, yeah, yeah he's not wrong. I mean, I, I respect that, too. I think people get mad. Like, it's not – if something's bad, that's – it's okay. Like, it's not all – it's not all good. It's just yeah. – it yeah. can't It can't be. You really can't – you can't do that. Like, they screaming. can't all be Hook. They no. can't all be Suicide Squad. Oh, I didn't even finish it. It's awful. It's really Like, bad. 10 minutes into it. And DC movies – I'm going to defend it, and here's why. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought, I'm like you can't please. I, I said the thing about Batman v Superman. Like there was a good movie in there. That those movies fall apart in editing because it's all just exposition next to each other and there's no like string to tie the story together. Because like I feel like if someone else got it, they could probably edit it and make sense. Like that both like Suicide Squad. I was 15 minutes into it. I'm like you're you're introducing another character with a Queen song or like it just it's bad, I, really bad. It's just. Yeah, you know what? Same thing. Like even like Last Jedi got like I enjoyed it, but like at that level, like they had that whole thing where Finn was about to like tell Ray something, and then they just ignored. That's, uh, that's Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. What did I say? Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. I like that one. Yes. Yeah, I actually yes. didn't get into Star Wars until The Force Awakens. So oh, okay. I, oh wow. I, I don't have much of a care for Star Wars. Like if Last 
Rise of Skywalker was terrible. I'd be like, I don't, whatever. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I had kind of checked out myself. Yeah, it was just like, if it, and I, I really liked it. So I, I'm not hurt by Star. I don't, I don't. Star Wars fans ruined that growing up for me. Star Wars fans ruined Star Wars for me as I gr- growing up. Oh yeah, yeah, and sure. I was one of them. I was one of those obnoxious fans. Yeah, it's it just um, maybe you've, when you watch it, you're like, this is what you're talking about. I mean, it's a great movie, probably. I just I never watched it still. Mm-hmm. The originals? Yeah, I always fell asleep as a kid when I watched wow. them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, wait. Are you, are you trying to pass yourself off as a a a blasé non Star Wars fan, but you got Baby Yoda on your background for your phone? Oh, dude, I fucked with Mandalorian hard. <laughs> Did you just say you fucked with Mandalorian hard? Yeah, I fuck with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I literally have sex with the Mandal with Mando. <laughs> But yeah, it, 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 oddly enough, the Mandalorian is the thing that has made me really like get into the Star Wars huh. universe. I mean, it's hands down it's, better than Rise of Skywalker. So uh, by I, by a country mile, I like Rise of Skywalker, yeah. but as in the sense that I had some edibles and I'm not gonna think for two hours. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're doing that, I mean, it's just a it's yeah. just a like a roller coaster ride. I like Last Jedi. I like Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get lose anything to the reboot. It's like, oh, it's a remake. I'm like, never saw the original, so it's new to me. I mean, that's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> so it was kind of fun. Like, and as you'll soon find out, as like once you're as a, once you become a new dad, it, movies now change for me. It's more. It's not even about like a movie being good. It's like, if they do this reboot, those are toys I could buy for my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm more interested, invested in the toy line than I am the movies nowadays. At that yeah. point, like I'm like another Ninja Turtles. I'm like more stuff for me to buy. Yeah, my it, si- my sister just showed. Um, actually, uh, my eight year old niece uh, wanted to watch Star Wars, and um, you know, I said you just start with the Phantom Menace. I know, like it's not great, but he's eight. It's uh, yeah, she? she's a little kid. Oh, she, yeah. um, you know, uh, the original definitely feels like a movie from the late 70s. She's probably not going to necessarily have the attention span for it because uh, everything's too bright and loud and flashy now. And my sister sent me a video of her watching the pod race scene. And she's just sitting there like with her hands over her mouth. And she's like, is Anakin going to win? And I'm Aww. like, of course he's going to win. What, what movie would he not win? Not only is he going to win, he's going to murder children. <laughs> <laughs> but not in this one. Uh, but no, it, was, it was great, and like yeah. getting to you know see it through uh, a little kid's eyes, or even when um, the Force Awakens came out, I went and got a, a pass to do the marathon for the six before it. Oh, cool! Because I was, I was at the magazine at the time, and so I like I stumble out of the dark after Return of the Jedi ends, and I'm like, you know, I'm just a fucking mess because I've been in the movie theater for twenty hours, Ugh. and then like his dad comes up the escalator, and he's got like, you know, like a six year old girl dressed up as Amidala, and he's got a kid dressed up as Django Fett and I'm like that's it that's yeah. great last time I was in Disney there was this little girl that had her own Mandalorian armor that she Aww. her dad built but then she kind of designed the color scheme for it and all that stuff do you guys do a comic con here so cute I haven't been to the Rhode Island Comic Con. It's so fun. It's stu- it's all stuff My friend like that. works at it. So oh, really? he's always like, "Oh, if you want, I can probably get you in and stuff." And I'm always you... like, "Ah, people." Meh. Yeah, I get I get too squirrely in crowds that big. Mm-hmm. Go on like a Sunday. Yeah. Saturday's hard. I got press pass. You can apply for press. I got a press passes this year and it was it oh, made cool. it easier so I didn't have to wait in line. Did you get to talk Ooh, to anybody or? No, I didn't even bother trying cuz I was oh, like, you... I just want to hang. I'll take pictures and everything. Actually, I, I should have I, I don't own this kind of equipment. I need to buy equipment. My Long story short, my, all mine had broke, so yeah. I think maybe next time I'll do mobile. I probably could have. I only went for the one day. I probably should have done the three, but mm-hmm. I can just interview I, people, Tony. You can yeah. just spray paint like a, a cardboard roll from a paper towel 
black and just have like a just a little like a cut XLR cable dangling out the bottom. Be yeah. like, eh. like as a podcast listener, I hate those fifteen minute like box interviews. So tell me about your thing. But of course, I'll obviously do it if it, if if anyone. Oh sure, will, but will but me. I mean the the you know the really exciting thing is when you get to listen to something where they get an opportunity to sit down and talk to the person and get something that's not just a canned stock. Yeah, like and you can't do that at Comic-Con because yeah. they can only give you like 15 minutes. Right. I, and it's hard. I, I've requested some interviews like, well, I wanted to get someone on, but I was like, well, you're here for three days. Do you want to leave your job for an hour and come here? Like it just isn't going to work in those right. particular instances. But it's really fun. Like I have a lot of fun. I just, the artist alley, they've done a good job with the organizing of it. Um, like Chuck and Brad, they met, um, Brad moderated the panel about the tick, which had Griffin oh, from yeah, Blake yeah. Chuck. And I missed it because like literally got stuck just trying to get through the building yeah it was it's, really it's, frustrating uh, yeah but it's it's fun but, but we were talking about that but there's stuff like that there's like you'll see just dads and like little kids dressed together like i'm like it, it really like oh my god yeah it's super cool and i'm i'm very excited about that like my my uh my sister got us like these little fisher price like video game controllers to just like make sounds and beeps yeah. and like teach kids how to count but yeah it's gonna be fun you know it's a uh, tony's kids naming his kids baby yoda and babu frick Babu Frick! No, no. Uh, it's going to be... It, Babu Frick! It, <laughs> he's like a little Italian guy. He, re- he was Mario, he's essentially. A, he's the best part of the movie. I know. A bit Babu Frick! I think if Baby Yoda didn't happen, that he would have become a bigger thing. Sure. Yeah, maybe. But fuck, I, but the, the Mandalorian um, is like, wow. Yeah, it's great. I was very surprised. I, I had no expectations going in, but... Uh, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked that it leaned into the, the western all? trappings, yeah. and oh, yeah. I liked that it like the chunk in the middle were all kind of like standalone stories. I was into it. At I first, was on I was, board. First, was a little slow, and it wasn't until um, episode. I still like it, but it was what's the woman's name? The when he gets in the fight, you meet her with the short black hair. And then oh they fight, and then yeah, they, um, maybe Yoda's drinking the tea. Yeah, yeah, she was in. Uh, she was in Haywire, which is going to be an upcoming episode we're doing. She's incredible. Like, like once. First episode was a little tough. Then you got the Yoda. She was a UFC fighter. Really? Mm-hmm. I, that explains why I'm so attracted to her. <laughs> I meant the Mandalorian. <laughs> That's the robot. I'm bad at all that part. The robot, when the robot died. Mm-hmm. IG-11 or whatever. Yep. IG-11. That yep. got me so hard. I was like. The first uh, or the second time? The second time. Spoilers for a show. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah, that baby Yoda did something to me. Like now I understand women like when women are like ovulating and like you hear that like that joke about like with about seeing babies. The first time I saw baby Yoda, I was like, I get it. <laughs> it was like looking at my own child. And it's a weird thing that once your kiddos are born, you're like, like it's so hard not to be an annoying dad. I'm trying not to do that because I understand that we are the worst. But you, but the second it happens, you're like, okay, now I get it. Why? But mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Down. Yeah, that baby Yoda just did something. Oh yeah, I'm oh into it. God. I love Werner Herzog. I like seeing pictures of Werner Herzog holding baby Yoda as a baby offset. The best part of the whole series is when he's like, "Now let me hold the baby." The baby. <laughs> I, and I love too that um, that that little story leaked out where you know they filmed a scene with Herzog and uh, the baby Yoda puppet, and they were like, "All right, now get the puppet out of there. We're gonna do the take again in case we want to redo it with CG." And he like he like went to the mat for. The practical effect. He's yeah. like, he, you created this beautiful thing, and you're a bunch of cowards if you don't trust what you made. <gasps> wow. And they're like, so fuck great. it. Like Herzog said it. We're just, we got it. Mm. We're good. Let's keep moving. Whoever thought the guy from Friends would be this guy? Like he's making, unfortunately, Lion King. Favreau. Yeah. 
Oh, well, he got started before Friends. Well, I know it's yeah. Swingers. Yeah. I thought we were still talking about Her- Werner Herzog. I was like, Herzog you know? was You on. didn't see Herzog and Friends with the yeah. one with Ross and Rachel when they broke up? We were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded more like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> got them. Chill. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that, that movie... I mean that show is I I really found myself like really getting interested yeah. in that universe. But then I was talking to my wife about it. I was like, you know, I find this is really interesting, but I don't really know how their system of government works. And she goes, well, great news, you can watch the prequels and you can know everything about trade. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, oh thank God, because that is what I love. I'm is I'm, I'm a tad bit nervous going forward because the thing with the dark saber at the end of the season. They kind of set it up like, oh, the Darksaber. But there's so much lore behind it with mm. uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. And I hope they don't lean too much in like, oh, here's continuity from every Star Wars thing from the past and all, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but I think they handled um, the Mandalorians pretty succinctly. They really didn't uh, spend too much time over-explaining things. So um, Sure. I, I guess because uh, in Rebels, the, the Mandalorians, they do not wear their helmets. Right. Yeah. And so it's like a tif- totally different culture at that point. So I'm curious how much, because um, what's his name? Dave uh, Filoni. Filoni, who is the showrunner for Clone Wars and Rebels, is also the co-showrunner for Mandalorian. Oh. So I'm curious how much mythology and lore that they're going to dip into sure. from these prior series. Like, are we going to see like Ahsoka pop up and all that stuff? And and. Oh yeah, my, and I like I texted you. My my prediction was that she was going to show up at the end and yeah. and just take the baby from the Mandalorian and take sure. her. You just take him because off like we don't at the end of you know she was in. This is a big character of Clone Wars and Rebels. My wife's watching them now, and I in Rebels we don't really know the, the outcome of you know you don't know what happened to her. Mm. So like she could pop up at some point, and she's a quote unquote fan favorite, and obviously. Uh, Maloney's big into her, so you never know. Filoni, Filoni, Maloney, M- Maloney, Baloney uh, from SVU, same guy, Baloney. Uh, yeah. But so I'm worried. I like. Hopefully, they don't dip too much into that. Well, I think the fact that it's on Disney Plus, they don't really have to. I think they could probably just build up the mystique and give you just enough, and then be like, if you like that, go back and watch twelve seasons of these cartoons you missed. Yeah, I guess that's the thing that I don't like. Oh. I want it to be its thing. Gotcha. I don't like Star Wars when it's just like, hey, this is this is how this is how this thing came about. This is this important thing and here's the history. That never interests me. I just read like a Darth Vader comic this whole run. And at the end of it, they're like, This is the this is the designer, the primo designer that designs all of our elaborate empire, you know, couture and and, and this is how we get this wonderful aesthetic. Like the, the emperor says this, and I'm like, who who fucking cares? Uh, and like it shows how Darth Vader got his lightsaber and all this stuff. It's, I don't care about kyber crystals. I don't care about the specificity of all this stuff. And when it digs too deep into that, I kind of tune out. And that's what I thought was interesting about Mandalorian because it didn't really dig too much into like history or anything. It was just like, let's see these characters. We'll learn about the characters through their actions. Uh, and then... It, you don't need too much of Star Wars in order to enjoy it. So I hope they don't go. That. That's, oh, what, that's I, what I'm saying. Well, that's what I hope I, it doesn't. Right. Go that's that. what I think I'm saying. Is that I my my hope is that they just let it be its own thing and then 
you know, the internet will just tell people, oh, and if you want to know more about it, mm. here's and, where and you maybe find I'm it. just reacting to the reaction to the dark saber because it's just like, oh my god, my mind is blown. It's the dark saber. But if you didn't know anything about it beforehand, it's, it's just like, it's like, oh, we haven't seen one that color. Yeah, who before. cares? Like that yeah. was me. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I, I, I'm still not even like, sure what you're talking about. Well, at the end, um, the thing that Gus is gonna, no, I'm yeah, sorry, uh, Giancarlo, Esposito. he comes out and he mm-hmm. holds up, uh, essentially like, this. yeah, that was explained to me, yeah. And it, I would argue that this, like, the, that we're gonna fuck it up, but because of Better Call Saul, it has given me so much hope for any TV show that tries <laughs> to do something within the sure. same universe and different. I'm like, sure, I know they're not connected. I'm like, well, Better Call Saul did it, so maybe different, different creators, it, different. I know writers. it's different, but it who, who could, could be done. Who would Bob Odenkirk be in a Star Wars property? I he would Bobby reprise Frick. his role from Little Women. He's in Little Women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of startling because you're just like, oh, Mr. Show. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk is here, and like, don't get me wrong, I think he's turned into a remarkable actor. But when you see him in Little Women, it's the, maybe the one little off. I actually didn't see that either. Does he? Does Next he... time you run into Jody. Tell her how much you love Little Women, the, the new movie. And she hated it. We got really? into like an argument about it. Yeah, it was so funny. So every time I see her now, I just kind of dig in a little more. Is that because she hates women? She hates women. I knew it. We, mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Jody, from what chair? I, I do not condone this <laughs> I'm joke. I'm just kidding. Jody, lo- Jody loves women. <laughs> As I said, I was like, I hope I know Jody enough well to make that joke. I feel like I do now because she berated me for like three hours straight about little women. I always feel so. There's one time I did an interview here and then like we were done and then I was going to talk to her and I was like just really amped up and everyone's trying to work. I'm like, hey, Jody, the interview went really great. And, blah, blah, blah. and I think I screamed at her for like 10 straight minutes because I'm like, I also have ADHD. So I'm always like, ah, ah. And then I'm like, I caught myself. I was like, I am like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I had to bring it out. No, Jody and Jillian, are, they're so nice. Yeah, they're, they're on the this show, but I don't know. Do they hate women? I don't. I do, I do we not haven't think gotten so. no, out of this. Her problem with it is that she loves the book and the 1993 version starring Winona Ryder. She loves those so much Brag. that she didn't like this new version. That yeah, much. I've heard that argument too, but I felt bad not seeing. Well, I didn't feel bad. I just didn't. Not I've seen see every it. version of Little Women, and I think this version's the best one. Did we heard it here first? Uh, heard it here first. And what are your thoughts on women? Pro, anti? I'm pro women. Pro women, all right. Oh, yeah. Hot takes. What did we miss? Mm -hmm. Not women, because we love them. Correct. (laughs) We love them. (laughs) We love everyone. Is there anything else? Um, I was curious, did you, um, because when you were recording your episode about the stuff of 2019, The Good Place hadn't ended, and I Mm -hmm. agreed with your criticism of season three, but now having season season four, I wonder if your opinions changed. Uh, Yeah, I think, um, I thought they stuck the landing, but I still think the road to get there was not as engaging. Uh, I felt that way about season three. Yeah. I I still really liked it. You know, oddly enough, the love story four. No, I love season four. Season three. That's the last four. The last season was four. Four just ended. Three was the one we Yeah, we're we're saying we didn't like four, but we liked the very last episode. Oh, you didn't like four? Yeah, I did not like season four. Really? I I thought the, I thought the idea of the good place being so perfect that it was boring and that their solution was, oh, you can opt out of existence was kind of yeah I like I, I like that a I lot. liked a lot of the concepts yeah I don't think none of the jokes really landed for me in the whole mm. last season it, they all worked for me but um I yeah. I'm okay if you don't like I didn't make it but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah imagine but, if everyone online was like oh okay I okay. disagree with you but I have no skin in this game oh, yeah I mean yeah it's fine I mean. I'm not Twitter saying one. that like yeah. the the jokes don't work for everybody. It's just my experience with it. But I f- 
for me, a lot of that show, because it was something that I looked forward to every week, and sure. so I was really disappointed by the end. It felt like an obligation. I'm like, well, I might as well see it through at this point because I, I did like it a lot at one point. And I liked the very, very last episode. And I'm trying to figure out what irritates Sorry. me about the show in general. <laughs> but I, I, That last episode destroyed me. Yeah, see, I think that's my issue with the show is like conceptually I thought it was great, but I never cared for the characters. The I, way the show wanted me. Sure, to sure. Characters. Yeah, I, the Eleanor Cheaty relationship I really liked, but I end up finding the, the Jason Janet one being hitting me harder. Yeah. I also feel like, because the idea of the show is that these are terrible people that or were kind of working on themselves. Yeah. And I feel like that switch just happened so c- quickly sure. without really getting an arc. It was just like, now we're great people. Are you therapy people? Yes. Do you, or Yeah. I work at Butler Hospital. Sure. So, uh, like a lot of that, I was like, there's, I, I know I, there's a lot of that stuff that resonated with me and that was from like therapy sessions or even like working in the field. I was like, oh, I, I know I'm bringing my own stuff to it too, in a lot of ways. Sure. Yeah. I, I think for me, uh, post season two, the, the sort of larger machinations of the plot and and the logistics of how it all worked kind of got in the way and distracted mm. from the characters. Sure. And they just they just kind of felt like they were plot devices at that point. Yeah. I I mean I feel that way about his shows in general. Mm. I, like I felt the same way about Parks and Rec in the the last few seasons where they didn't really work for me. And yeah, there are I so, I feel a lot of times that he or like, no, you love these characters, and his characters are always the smartest and the most clever, mm. and things will always work out for his characters, and I miss that tension in the earlier seasons. Mm. And and maybe just a wee bit more cynicism, yeah. especially with Parks and Rec, because I feel by the end of the Parks and Rec, it was just like, no, these people are the best, and everyone else is a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Do you do Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Which I know I is did. not I watched the first few seasons, and I liked them, but it wasn't a show that I ever felt like... Oh man, I, I you know I, I'm obsessed about this. So I think it just fell by the wayside, and sure. I'll probably catch yeah. up at some point. It, it's just too much stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, what do you what do yeah, you, yeah, do? Yeah. you get to a point, and you're just like, I don't know, man. I can only watch so many things, or mm-hmm. even like the latest season of Mrs. Maisel, which I loved. I, yeah. But I was like, oh, someone was like, oh, it fell flat for me. I'm like, did we watch the same fucking thing? Like, it wasn't as good. I'm like, yeah, maybe it wasn't as good, but like, you can't even if you hate it and you despise everything about it. Like just visually, that show is just stunning. There's nothing else on television that's being directed that way. Nothing with its combination of long takes and and there's no there's no coverage on that show. Uh, it's all like it's all it's, it's all choreographed. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought this last season was great. Yeah. That, just I mean, give me that scene with her and Lenny Bruce on a date. I just love living in that world. Yes, and it's like Mad Men too. And I, I loved that's one of my favorite shows. I actually only got one. I only saw the first season that fell off. Yeah, that's my that's. Could be my favorite show. Really? Yeah, I love Mad Men. I just want to live in that world. Do you have a favorite show? Uh, Preferably one that puts you guys at odds. Yeah, probably the Smurfs. Ooh, that's a good one. No, no, no. I love the Smurfs too. uh, uh, (laughs) You know, I don't know. I was actually thinking, there was some some thing going around on Twitter last week. It was, um, people were retweeting. It was like, these are the four, or these are the five shows you need to watch to get to know oh, me. yeah and I was just I was trying to thinking of like what my top five would be and uh I don't know I was doing that That's too hard. but but all of them was like yeah the, all the ones I want to put on there are just gonna be childhood like yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it. Yeah, because like, sure. there's shows I probably love that deeply in my DNA at this age, but like I can never get past The Simpsons and Seinfeld. Like that mm-hmm. will just because that's so much of my youth, and I think they're great. But like Simpsons, Seinfeld, and I'm like, oh, would The Sopranos make it? I'm like, yeah, but there's so many other things that mm-hmm. were 
for I was like a formed person before I had seen some of those things. Yeah, no, totally. I yeah, I I don't know. Um, I mean, I could just I could throw a bunch of titles out, but like I don't, you know, I don't know. And like I love The Wire, but like, and I want to think that's part of my DNA, but I don't go back and watch it that often. Right, right. And then you're like, everybody says The Wire. I actually, I do, I do love it. Oh no, no, it's great. But um, um, yeah, or like I want to throw there's so, and then I I get into this trap. I'm like, well, I'm only trying to put stuff in because I want people to know I'm cool. Even though I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really gonna yeah. be truthful and be mm-hmm. like I watched a lot of I don't know something like bad. I watched like I don't know Full House or whatever, whatever sure. was on. Like right. I watched a lot of Boy America's Next Top Model. Yes, <laughs> I've seen it all. Really, I, I watched it for the photography. <laughs> My my favorite show is The Lone Gunman, the 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 spin-off of the X-Files. No one really gave it a chance. Uh, I think it was canceled before its time. Did you watch Did you watch the whole thing? I mean, I watched the two episodes it aired. <laughs> I d- but I think they released the other ones. Right? Yeah, I never got around to it. My uncle's favorite show is Millennium. He oh, loves, really? Yeah. What's that? That was kind Lance of like Henriksen a spin-off thing. from the X-Files. Oh. I'm yeah. a big Golden Towers fan. Okay. Golden Girls spin-off with uh, John Cheadle. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, Miami. so because B. Arthur didn't want to do the show anymore. Apparently not a nice lady. Yeah, she didn't get along with him. Bit of a fox. Um, so she Rare. she was just like, so that's when they did the last season, He's which a was season man. seven. <laughs> no, I'm a Rose man all the way. Team Rose. She's the best. I know. Rose and Sophia. But anyway, they ended because she didn't want to do the show anymore. And what they should have done is just kept the title and just write her off the show. Yeah. Because she gets married at the end. She goes died. Uh but instead, they changed the title of the show, and 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 the three remaining cast members opened a hotel <laughs> in Miami. Yeah, John Cheadle. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that Golden Girls had the um, the two creators of Arrested Development on it. Yeah, and now like I went back and watched oh, really? Golden Girls, yep. and you can see some of the Arrested Development. Did DNA. you know that Quentin Tarantino's in it? No, get he, the fuck out. He of plays here. an Elvis impersonator. <gasps> yeah, there's a, a scene where there's a bunch of Elvis impersonators there, mm-hmm. um, and he's the one who looks exactly like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> it's pretty great. We, Meg and I watched an episode the other day where Rose and um, Blanche um, auditioned to and became uh, cast in a local production of Cats. Ooh, topical. So, so Rose dressed up as a cat, and then she got chased by a local dog. Wow. I think I'm going to back up to one of the first questions you asked, because you asked if there was something we've talked about in our show that we hated. It cats. was cats. I thought you were going to say that, and yeah. they didn't. I, it was so fun to talk about. But yeah, but yeah. I, and I don't think we expected to like it either. The play or yeah. the movie? We watched like a, a a DVD of like the original production. I saw the original production in sixth grade, and it made me hate musical theater up until yeah. adulthood. It's bad. It's it's it's, it's hard terrible. to watch. I was actually going to ask you if you wanted when the movie comes out on DVD to do a commentary episode for our show. I would love that. You really? Because like, we'll with, just watch it. Yeah. Are you asking me? I'm Matt Ferreira, live a thousand Wait, times. Yes, this isn't live. Yes, of course I will. <laughs> will you okay. be my cats? Yes. Will you? I'll bring I, the stuff over. Will Will we'll, you be my 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 Munkenstrop? We, I don't. I thought it was uh, uh Mr. Mistopheles. Uh, whatever. I want to be Mr. Mistopheles, and, and I'll you, be your Jenny Any Dots. Jenny Any Dots. I saw that in a field trip in sixth grade and made me hate music so forever. I'm so sorry. It was terrible. And I remember was, just being like, why? So what? the one we watched was like two and a half, like two hours, 20 oh. minutes. And yours must have been like 2.50. A hard three. Yeah. I, I with, fell intermission. with an intermission. I remember sleeping through it and yeah. my teachers being like, that's okay. Magical. But the only thing I remember from that trip was seeing Playboy stands everywhere. I mean, what was that? Seeing like Playboy stands in New York City because it was... 
Huh. I don't know what year it was. Before New York was nice. Okay. It was like the first time <laughs> we went to New York in my like my life. I think I had ever been there, mm-hmm. and it was really grimy. Yeah. But fuck. I I did a New York trip um, with uh, uh, my high school's theater group senior year, and we went and saw a bunch of shows. Uh, but our teacher got, um, you know, from one of those stands just on the street. He's like, "Hey, I got the script for Tarantino's new movie, and it was Kill Bill." <gasps> so I read the whole script on what? the bus ride home, and then the movie came out. Uh, like a year later, and I was like, "Oh, it's all exactly like it was on the page. I've seen this before." Well, that's cool. it's missing a chunk because he, when he split it in two, they took some stuff out, and that's that version has been screened, but it's never been officially released. The whole it's called the whole bloody affair. It's like oh. one. It's like one piece. I, I want to see it so bad. Yeah, yeah. I never saw Kill Bill. Thanks for taking the air out of my cool story. It's Matt. still a great story. <laughs> <laughs> It's not really that interesting. <laughs> yeah, I read a script for a movie before so, a movie came out. We used to go every year as part of art classes. Like I was in art ensemble, which is the the, the art something or other. I don't remember the name of it. It was basically like the class where you build your art portfolio to go to art school. All the cool kids in it. No, <laughs> the opposite. Uh, yeah, it's all the jocks. And so we there. would go to New York every year as part of a you know a field trip, and we go to art museums and stuff. But then the second half, the afternoon of the trip, we could do whatever we want. And one year, a friend of mine was just like, "Guys, we have to go to Blimpies, which is essentially <laughs> just like another subway or something." Yeah, like they're that. that's and a so chain. they were just like looking everywhere for Blimpies, and we were like, "Guys, we don't." We don't care about this. And they got their Blimpies, and they said it was like the greatest sandwich ever. And we were like, No, no. And it, obviously, we in That's hindsight, a, it's garbage. But it's a chain. They we went to like we went to like comic book stores and stuff like yeah, that. We were really nerdy. But, but you're also but when you're in New York and you're looking for those like and you're a kid younger too, like yeah, those big comic book stores which didn't really exist around here. Yeah, and had a lot of history behind them and sure. stuff. It's pretty exciting. And Providence, I only saw Providence as it being nice. I didn't see Providence when it wasn't. So sure. If you well, I mean, grew up here when it wasn't nice. I did. And and because my band used to play downtown all the time, and it was like one of those things. It was like we have to. What bit, kind of music? Um, my first band was kind of like a pop punky kind of band. I would. We should have led with that right there. <laughs> I'm a I'm a diehard pop punk fan. Uh, the, should I say the name of the band? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Can I, can I do some guesses? I need some more you fiction. won't guess it. I'm not guessing. But I did say it on our show. How old were you at this time? What era, what's popular in the culture of this era? Uh, is this like Simple Plan, like New or this is No, like when, this is earlier. Like New Found Glory is still like not earlier big. than that. Like Descendants, post Descendants. Yeah, Descendants. What year? Like ninety. Screeching like, Weasel. Okay. Matt eighty seven. I'm really um yeah. What what I'm just because um uh, was yeah it? we were listening to a lot of that the label the Lookout. Oh, look, yeah, yeah. So it was like tossing midgets or something weird? No, like the Queers and Riverdales and and Screeching Weasel and No Effects, which are on another label and stuff. Hot take? I think they're they're overrated. Who? No Effects? Yeah. I think they're so Uh, overrated. I don't really care about any of that stuff. Yeah. uh, Anyway, but I was in that band, and then the band after that was... Probably more like post punky, more sure. like that's my stuff too. Uh, well, by the end of that band, because the beginning of that band was probably a bit more. I don't want to say this, but it was probably a bit more emo. We were labeled that, and I fucking hated it. I'm a huge emo fan. That's great, but I hated it. I didn't want that label. <laughs> I know. That, that, and then, and then, so yeah. by the end of it, though, we were more like dismemberment plan. Ever hear dismemberment? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. One of my favorite bands. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I, I interviewed the guy who runs Washed Have you ever been to Washed Up Emo or is this band emo.com? No. He's like making it his fight to reclaim the name emo for not the bad word it is and bring it for. So like it's a bad word. It's a terrible word for uh, some amazing, amazing, amazing bands and, and stuff I fucking love dearly. Uh, but it, yeah, December. I don't know if I could recall any of their songs, Dismember and Plan, but I know that name. Have you ever listened to Dismember and Plan, Tony? I'm afraid to say no because you're going to make me do an episode about it. We're going to do an episode on Dismemberment Plan. <sighs> Dude, I think you'd like him. Do you yeah. have him? I really do. What are you in for? I, just to be contrarian at this point. Have I stir- stared you wrong yet? Stir- were you, are you into like, were you into more like the heavier, are they heavy, right? Dismemberment Plan? Yeah. No. I can't remember any of their music. I'm They're thinking... kind of like, have you ever heard of Brainiac? <laughs> no. Sorry. They're kind of like that too. Yeah. It's like this spazzy post punky kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Mars they Volta-ish. Get, they keep a mm, small driving. Kryptonian city. I in do a like jar. Mars Volta though. I actually don't like them either. Oh, I love Mars Volta. But my friends ruined them for me. It wasn't my fault. Oh, I like at the drive-in a lot. Um, yeah, I saw Sparta once. And they were. I saw Sparta too, and I didn't really get into them. They opened yeah. up for Cursive. Yeah, I, I really liked Cursive. Yeah, I liked oh. some Cursive stuff. I even think uh, Bright Eyes got um, is really good, and then. That kind of got blown up, and people started shitting on him. But Connor Oldburst is really talented. Like he became like a thing. Where oh yeah, he was he's still like, putting stuff out. Yeah, and I think he's and he did his band like Desperados to put an album out it was really good. I'm sorry, what you're I think it's Desperados. I think that's the yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm not that. He big just put fan. out another album with some other singer this past year. I can't remember the name of it. But he did some cool stuff, and yeah. then there's a few. Well, that like one I used to see like a band called Steel Train, which was Jack Antonoff's really terrible band before they became fun. Uh, were you a for- anyone a Format fan at that time? Oh, they reunited. And I didn't get tickets, and I'm like legitimately sad. Fucking a, um, that's so fun. Was it? Um, what was like this music scene? Did you t- play out at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever play in Connecticut? Mm-hmm. Manic yeah. Productions at all? Do you, does that sound familiar? I don't know what you're. you're no, we active. played. Um... New New London, yes. The is LNG, that... yes. We play the LNG. Oh, I love that place. I think it's it let closed and then yes. back again. I, I think it's real. I believe that's where we we played the LNG. Yeah, yeah. We used to play this place called something Ballroom, and it was in Empress Ballroom in Denver, yes. Connecticut. We and played it... a lot of shows. We opened up for Supergrass there. What? Yeah. Oh my God! I've been. Th- uh, the it was last, a shitty show, but they were yeah. really nice. The last time I ever stage dive, it was Folly, who are my friends, Big D and the kids' table. Okay, and, um, I know Big Banana. D. Yeah, I love Big D. And they were like yeah. this weird- I think my friend was in Big D for a while. Really? Yeah, Adam. I don't know their Adam names. Adam Thoreau was in- what? I think he was in Big D by the end of it. I, I could be wrong. They're still active. Yeah, he's but probably not then. Maybe I'm thinking- No, you could else. be. They had a lot. It's a Scott. I know band. he played with them a lot. That is so cool. Because he used to be a- <laughs> He used to be have a solo project called Buy Anal Ham, Ham Sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I'm and then he was uh, Hank Sinatra Jr. That's his. Is he local? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a diehard Ska fan as well, which mm, I get shit for. Yeah. Wait, go ahead. Lay it in me. No, no I'm not going to lay it Like Ska. I love Ska. Yeah. But oh, I, I went to a state as last time. I was in my 20s. I've I seen tons of ska bands. Me. Because Goldfinger used to play like every weekend here oh back goodness. in the day. So I've seen them maybe like eight times oh. and real big fish I've seen like yeah. a billion times I was at a a friend's house this past summer we were hanging out on their patio they live in Pawtucket right off of Main Street and he's here like drums and gets, it was like middle of the af- middle of the afternoon on a Saturday you hear horns and drums and guitars and she was like it sounds like is there like a ska band playing and I'm like yeah that's exactly what happened there's like a I think 
the Met's doing like an all day ska festival. Oh, and she's that's like, funny. She's like, I was just kidding, but <laughs> there's ska bands doing sound check in my backyard. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, the, the Empress Ballroom, I stage dive, and no one caught me, and I went Oof. right to... Oh, nope, Flame and Tsunamis, that's who was playing. And um, me and Andy d- together. And There's was, a chance yeah. that you saw my band back in the day. What was your band Without again? Andy. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I'd have to look at old flyers. But, yeah, there's probably a very good... There's I was a chance. Because we played there a few times, and there was, like... We played a few shows where there's, like, eight bands. Did you play Wallenford ever or Meriden area? Mm, I don't was, think so. Yeah. Connecticut was really strange. I don't remember. We played, like, a bunch of VFW halls. Yeah, then I would have definitely seen you in one All, of those throughout New England and yeah. stuff. Oh, that's yeah. so fucking fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. There's like a lot of, that era is now being documented. There's like podcasts and like yeah. and, and, and mm-hmm. like uh, documentaries kind of coming out. Mm-hmm. Of that. I sure. was like, I was a part of something important. <laughs> All those times like, I got kicked getting into stupid shit at the Knights of Columbus Hall. <laughs> but oh yeah, I jumped, missed, because that stage is very high. Yeah. And I missed the crowd and just went right into it. Head, head, just oh. gushing blood. Yeah. It's like, never again. Never, yeah. ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. I'm still surprised that you like Scott. That's going to make him very happy. Oh, right no, now. I don't. I'm sorry. No, hates it. No, I'm just... But even though it's a, it, it was a part of my youth, and I just... I don't know. I got to a point where it was just like, I can't hear this anymore, and I just cut sure. it out. So when we do... When I come out... When we were talking about doing for... Um, what do we miss? Uh, should we... And, I was thinking of topics. Should we do uh, Scott, uh, what Streetlight Manifesto, and I can get you to like Ska? <laughs> if you want. Have yeah. you ever listened to them? I have in, back in the day. Yeah. Are you a fan? Uh, I I am I am neither a fan nor not a fan. So oh, that would be a blind spot for me. Is certainly yeah. Most I mean, ska. It's mostly a blind spot. I've heard them. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I'd never. There's some history. They're like the one ska band that people who hate ska like. Gotcha. Because <laughs> they're so they're not. Yeah. If you ever go to the website, they actually uh, talk about them on, um, Wee's talking Wee's to the because oh really because there's they're both of the hosts are named Chris Chris the younger who is not uh, our friend we hate oh, him well we don't hate him we just don't, <laughs> we just don't know the guy we just don't know the guy <laughs> Chris uh, younger who's an asshole what a dick that fucking guy uh, he's really big into them and uh, so I'd like to be his friend now. You that, should listen to Wee's Talking Wee's to me. That's why. Pe- did you think he copied that name from You Talking YouTube? He, and they, they most certainly did. did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, they their Blue Album Battle episode. They did one, um, squaring Weezer's Blue Album up against REM's Automatic for the People, and they they really leaned into the Are You Talking REM remed gags. And there was like a podcast called You Talking YouTube to Me Too, right? Which is like two other people talking about the podcast oh, episode. No. It was Tony Thaxton from Oh My God. Um, uh, Motion City soundtrack, and then I forgot <laughs> who. But it would then be them talking about the podcast. It didn't last long, but it yeah. was really kind of funny. You what, talk- what did what did you call it? Uh, it was called you talking. N- to- no, but that that thing for like when you start a podcast but you don't stick with oh, it. Oh, Podfade. Podfade. Yeah. yeah, which I've done a couple of those, but mm-hmm. this is the only one that I've you've had about. other podcasts. I had two Podfades. Well, what were those? We did one with my friend uh, Mia about it was called Super Fa- Super Fast Flashcast, and we would watch the CW's The Flash and then like review <laughs> it, and we didn't get very far because I didn't have a way to watch it live, and we just kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. And then I did sketched out on TV with uh, my friend Bubbleweed. I can't remember his real name. That's his online name. And then I was like, I just don't have time for this because right before my kid, my daughter was born. Yeah, yeah. And then I've had invites for a few others, and like I'll get, I get very excited. Then I have to like kind of temper myself. Like, I don't want to start this because I know I'm not gonna finish. I don't want to, I don't want to be like what my old co-host was to me. Well, six years ago, so it's fine. But like, so I, was, I do that a lot. I'm like, no, stop, stick with one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's why we didn't end up, you know, being victims of pod fade. I know for me, the only thing. Uh, 
that trumps my laziness is my own disappointment with myself. So I was not going to sign on to something and then bail on it. Yeah. I think we, I, I think too, like when we, when you, I don't know about you, but a lot of times the podcast I listen to, what I like is you're listening to people get to know each other. And yeah. You're hearing sort of like uh, a friendship forum. And I think, you know, I can't speak for Tony, but I know part of the appeal of what we're doing is just hanging out and like getting to know each other and, becoming better friends and yeah uh and and hopefully that comes across when you're listening to it because there are, have been moments where we've like learned about each other absolutely and, and surprised each other and i think that's just as appealing to me as like you know watching deliverance you know it well, that's fun <laughs> <laughs> good choice but it's just it's it's funny because like the older you get, especially it's hard. A, it's hard to make friends when you, especially if you move somewhere. Like I had that. Mm-hmm. It's hard, and there's no other way where you would have been like, "Hey, do you guys want to have coffee on a Thursday at five thirty and talk to me?" Even though we've never, we've only met once for <laughs> like that context doesn't work. And like, sure. shit, I got stuff to do. You have stuff to do. We all have jobs and lives. But like, for some reason, when you put the microphones into it, like my wife's like, "Yeah, go ahead. I'll put the baby to bed. You can do this tonight." And yeah. like, there's something about it like that, that that like. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I feel like it adds an extra level of confidence to it. Like I'm always much more confident on mic, and then you get off. You're like, we've oh, al- sure. We've also come up with a system now for possibly Tony's baby leave, where we can record from our homes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 still keep the quality that we've maintained oh, uh, thus so far. So and we'll be able to Skype, and but we have our microphone setups. On oh, that's our own. good. And mm-hmm. yep, Zoom. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so. I don't know if we'll need to, but if we do, it'll be there. Have you so. done um, the You Could Do It Guys podcast? We did, yeah. Yep. Their setup was nice. Yeah. yeah. They're coming on our place. We're, we're at, they're coming on our show but next week. But we're going to their place to record it. Yeah. I've been trying to have them on. I had to do their episode show, and I was like, I would call it like a pink fog, the very short abridged version of it. I, I don't want to get into it, especially because you're about to have a kid, but my wife had a really traumatic birth. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happened, and the I had post-traumatic stress, and then I ended up finding EMDR therapy, which is a fucking another story in itself. And then it was like feeling like really, really good, and still am. But I, I still haven't listened to that episode because I was just like, huh. so I don't know what I said, but I, uh, I, I did listen to it, and I yeah. thought it was great. And I Phew! think you know, I've been so scared. <laughs> I think, I think really once, and can you, you talked about that quite yeah. a bit. And I think once you locked into that stuff too, like. It was a fascinating conversation. And, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. It was It was great. I still haven't listened to it, but I was like, man, that was – I like those guys. But well, I, well, even familiar. if you don't feel good about it because y- you were great. Oh, thank you. I, I remember feeling good walking out being like, I'm just not going to listen. But do you, there's also so many hours in the day. I'm like, do sure. I have to hear my voice again? <laughs> hey, you've talked about your blind – pop culture blind spots, but do you know what th- we're going to be discussing with them when no. they come on our show? It's Actually, a, I asked a, if they wanted to come on tonight, but they couldn't make it work. It was a, it's a big one. Can you say it? Or is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. We're going to talk to them about the Beatles. They, they don't like the Beatles. They've never listened. They don't to the know. Beatles. They have now because they're preparing. I mean, so. I never saw The Godfather, but I can tell you it from watching The Simpsons. Like the Beatles. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, that's and that's like that's one of those things where um, it's so inescapable and kind of like caked into just culture at large that we were kind of surprised by it, but. Um, and, you know, I was never, you know, I, I never had like a, a, a big Beatles phase, but it was yeah, always around. Yeah. Um, like, I, my mom I liked them. Uh, yeah. So, so it's going to, it's going to be really cool. And it, it came up like as we were walking out the door after we recorded no, it was for there. during the episode. Oh, did it? Really? It was during the episode. They were, I, we, you had said to him like, oh, so are there any big pop culture blind spots that you guys have? And they're just like, oh, I don't know. I, we'll, 
I don't know. Hmm. And they were thinking, and I was just like, oh, the Beatles. Joking, thinking everyone knows the Beatles. And like, yeah, the Beatles. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Huh. Yeah. I don't remember. I, well, I was drunk, so. <laughs> you were? <laughs> uh, well, you know, you didn't remember. know, and that's the issue. That's, <laughs> that is a problem. It's action intervention. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We got that's you. That's why man. we called you here. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. we're here for. And we recorded a good hour and, what does that say? Hour Not recording. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hour 36 in order to... Are you kidding? That, like, flew right by. Wow. Always does. Yeah. Only the good ones. Oh. Have you you had that experience yet? You're like, oh, my God. We... uh, Not with guests. I think maybe there were a couple that we felt like maybe we just kind of ran out of things to say. And not that... Not that it was a bad talk, but we just like we're like uh, we got we maybe should have wrapped it up and maybe we we're kind of yeah. stretching a little bit. Some of them are duds. Uh, actually, speaking of stretching a little bit, um, <laughs> actually, do they gotta wrap it up? Uh, is there anything that we missed? What did we miss? Oh. Uh, and if not, uh, plug your pluggables. Uh, yeah, no, I I think that that about does it. But um, if you have any interest in checking out what did we miss, we're on all the things. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at what did we miss. Um, I love your logo, by the way. Oh, Thanks. thank you very much. That was what drove me to your show before. I, I just saw it on Twitter or something through the, cl- the club posted it. I just fell in love with that art, and I was like, Thanks. I have to see what this is. Oh, nice. Uh, nice friend did yeah, it. Yeah, shout out to my, my childhood best friend, Brian Kaminsky, for doing that. Good job, Kaminsky. So. Mm-hmm. While we're here, let's shit in all the other people's logos that we don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh, no. <laughs> this one right here, let's chat. Uh, big down for let's chat. That one's actually really nice. I get yeah, no, you yeah, can do it. Do nice. it. They're, they they yeah. know their stuff. Terrible yeah. name, and I told them that. But it's a great podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, 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 only because it's very hard to find when you're trying to search it. Oh. It is very hard. Um, oh, you're, you mean your your phone doesn't immediately autocorrect to YCDIDI? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they laughed about that. No, actually, everyone else's artwork is good. Now, this no, is terrible for the viewer. Yeah, the we're not going to tear so, anyone's. These are great logos. Take I'm, that, Chuck and I, I, No, I do come in here every other week, and I make another note of another podcast to, to check out. Yeah. It's really great. This whole, like... The community that's grown around what cheer are you is in really our Facebook wonderful. group? I am, yes. Yeah, it's semi-active, but it, it's it's fun. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to can't sh- I do the same thing, and I know there's actually more podcasts out of the club that aren't up here yet. And like, I like to look at like been on that one or they've been on mine. I'm trying to get everyone kind of ruin them all through. Nice. I don't know that. Wow, that just paused. <laughs> we just sat here in silence for like an hour. Yeah, um, yeah. Good radio is three dudes just <laughs> looking at a wall <laughs> with no pictures. <laughs> Well, you guys don't want to listen to Keeping Track or Pie Corner or the 35th Chamber. Artletic. I oh, this has gone on too long. Actually, that Artletic New England is very good. I, I love Denise. She's wonderful mm-hmm. human being. Um, well, thank you so much. Hello, potential listeners. My name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast. On most shows, myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Cinema underscore Recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, Don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinemarecall at gmail.com. Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening.